And welcome back, folks, to the Trelure Blizzures, the trailer about podcasts that we start with Uber Stories. I'm one of your hosts, Ben Moon. Uber Stories, Uber Stories. And <laughs> Nick loves an Uber story. I'm joined by Nick Kelly. Ah, uh, yes, Nick Kelly. The guy who recorded with the wrong microphone this week. Uh, the Fighting Irish over here. That's me, I'll fight you. I'll fight you both apart. I'll fight you both together. He'll fight you. He'll do it, folks. Uh, he'll waylay you. He'll 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 clobber you. Uh, he's got a he's got a right hand that's a real humdinger. That's true. So, all right. So let's start with some movie stories. I got two short ones for you. I mean, normally these are kind of short, right? So, so I pick up this group of kids, right? They're in high school. Oh, that just reminded me. I got a couple of high school kids stories. I tell you what, let's do two high school kids stories. We're gonna I'm gonna change it up on you. Pick up these uh, these high school kids, and they say, "Hey, we want to go to Waffle House. We're going to Waffle House." I was like, "Okay." Sometimes I tell you where they're going. When they get in the car. So they'll say, okay, we're going to Waffle House down the 280. So I drive these kids to uh, Waffle House. One of the kids is exceptionally drunk. Okay, this is pretty late at night. It's probably like uh, 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, this is when the ruffians are out. You know, this is when you're only picking up ruffians at this point, really. So, we, uh, so we're driving. These kids are, you know, inconsequential. Um, I don't know if there's anything memorable about them uh, other than what happened when we got to the Waffle House. You know, lots of things happen when you get to a Waffle House. You know, like Waffle House fights and stuff? Yeah, the only time I've ever been to a Waffle House, uh, the lobby looked like a refugee camp. (laughs) Waffle House. I've actually never seen a Waffle House uh, fight in person. I've only seen them on Reddit, you know? We don't really do that in the North. We don't have Waffle House. Oh, do you not? No. Oh, they're pretty uh, good, I guess, if you you know you need that late night food or something. So anyway, so we get to the Waffle House, and these kids start getting out of the car. And that one kid that was more inebriated than the rest of them, and and again, I don't know that it was just alcohol in this kid's system. Uh, he doesn't get out of the car, and so they all get out, and then they all kind of realize that he hasn't gotten out, and they're like. Um, I think his name was John, maybe. And they're like, John, come on, we, we got to go. It's, we're here at the Waffle House, and this kid doesn't move. So I look back, and this kid is like, he's just, he's out. I mean, he is out. He is not moving. I don't even know that he's breathing. Is he breathing? He is breathing. So he doesn't get out there. Like, and so they get, and so one kid, you know, comes and they shake him. They're like, come on, John, we got to go. We're at, you know, at the Waffle House. And this goes on like a minute goes by, okay? And a minute seems like a long time when you're waiting for some drunk kid to get out of your car. I have told the app that I have dropped them off, okay? And then I get a ping for the next ride, so I accept it. And the clock's ticking, you know, like, I'm supposed to go to this next ride. And so I was like, hey, I got my next ride. Like, like I need to go. And they're like, oh, John, he's got to go. John, you got to get out of the car. And this kid, like, he doesn't move. And I was, and so it goes on probably, like, a, like, seriously, like another minute. And I go, hey, guys, like, I have to go. Like, you, you need to get your friend out of the car. So it, two of the dudes climb into the car and they hook their arms underneath this guy's this drunk kid's arm and they literally drag him out of the car uh, and then as he like finally gets his like feet on the ground as they're dragging off this kid kind of he like finally wakes up he's not dead luckily and uh and he kind of just they kind of like stumble all into the waffle house and i peel on out of there uh, but i just i just go like is this a good time like is this how is this a good time Make I know you're young and you're make you don't always make good choices, but like when I was young, I wanted to have a good time. That just doesn't seem like does that seem like a good time to you, Nick? No, it never really did seem like a good time to me. That 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 was the, those were the no good time kids, I guess. That's what the, their names were. So another another story. 
I am uh, picking these kids up um, near a neighborhood called Liberty Park, okay? It's a very rich type of neighborhood. The address is weird. Uh, and I, I can't remember what was weird about it. I was like, this is weird. And so I'm driving and um, I see the pin and I'm getting close to it. And I and literally the pin is just on a two on a double line road and it just stops and there's nothing but woods around me. And so I'm I'm like, okay, on this is weird. This just woods on either side of me. There's nothing around, there's no buildings, no houses, I'm not in a neighborhood. But it says, this is where I'm supposed to pick these people up. And, you know, your mind goes, like, late at night, your mind goes to, like, is, am I going to die? When you listen to as many true crime podcasts as I do, you go immediately to that. <laughs> right? <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple of possibilities. Either I am, either they put in the pin wrong, like, they dropped a pin wrong, like, they were drunk or something, or, uh, or... They, the GPS or whatever, just had it wrong. They typed in the address wrong or something, or somebody's gonna kill me. So I, I wait, and you know, I put my car in park. I'm looking around. I sort of like roll my window down to like see outside a little bit better. I'm looking around, and I, and maybe like, you know, 30 seconds go by where I'm trying to figure out like what is going on here, and all of a sudden. I see two figures emerge from the woods. Oh no. (laughs) And uh, they approach the car and I see that they are two teenagers. And so I'm, they do not look like a threat. They're not threatening looking. It's a, it's a, a boy and a girl teenagers. And so I roll down the side window and I'm like, uh, are you, you're here for an Uber? And they're like, yes, you're, you're Ben, right? And I was like, yes, I'm Ben. And they, and they go, okay. And so they, they get into the car. And I'm like, um, this is a really strange place to pick someone up. And they said, oh, yeah, we had to run away from the cops at a house party because we're, we're, there was drinking. Classic. <laughs> and so on the, so the, the woods to my right... It was like a big hill, right? It's like, because we're at the base of the Appalachians here in Birmingham. So it's like this big old hill. And they had literally, on the other side of that hill is a neighborhood. And they had come up the hill and then down the hill to to evade these cops and had called an Uber and had dropped a pin literally in the middle of the road. So they had done it purposely. And uh, and so I'm like, okay. And they're like, yeah, can you just take us home? And And so I ended up just, I just took these kids home, right? Well, when they got out of the car... I look back in the back to make, I usually look back to make sure people didn't leave anything, and they left mud all over my uh. car, like just all over the floor and like, you know, the carpet and stuff, and so I'm like, gee, thanks, kids, so I took pictures and I submitted it to Uber, uh, and they actually uh, charged those kids a fee, $120 or something like that. Uh, and they just, they gave it to me for clean, like a cleaning fee, you know? So I was like, okay, well, that was not too bad because basically what I did is I didn't clean it that night. I waited for it to dry and then I was able to vacuum it up and it came right up. I was like, okay, we're, we're good. You know, it wasn't a big deal. Uh, but that was, that was a weird moment when I was like, what, am I going to die here <laughs> in the, the, on this road? I don't know. 
Oh, anyway, kids, man. Kids these days. Kids these days. I've been listening to a, a Canadian true crime podcast that's hosted by an Australian who lives in Canada. And she's she's got, like, the most Australian accent ever, which is why I started listening to it. I just love that accent, man. The way that Pretty they great. say home. Home. I'd like home. to go home. <laughs> Their O's are so weird. The way they say so. No. So. I don't know. No. No home. I don't have any home. Half the episodes are like really distressing, and I, I'm slightly too sensitive to listen to true crime podcasts. But I like to I like to listen to ones that are solved, so that the justice aspect is in there. Uh, you know, so that there's some semblance of of people getting their just desserts in the universe. But uh, man, so I'm walking around sometimes, and I listen to these, and I get upset by these dumb podcasts. So I'm like walking around, <laughs> walking the dog just like shivering to myself you would be shivering you live in the great white north where it's like 20 degrees all the time it's so cold 20 i'd pray for 20 degrees lately (laughs) humans shouldn't live up there well we trade it off because we don't have any poisonous fauna that is uh that is kind of nice we have venomous fauna and poisonous flora yeah we don't have all of those things I literally have poison ivy on my wrist right now, as we speak. I'm immune. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode of the Trailer Blazers. <laughs> I refuse to work with this man. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my powers. Uh, well, folks, if you didn't know, this podcast is about movie trailers, and uh, we're gonna get we're gonna get to that. But first, we got to talk about what we done had watched this past week. What we done had watched this past week. Yeah, last week. Uh, we recorded on Saturday, and that same Saturday night, I watched the movie Nightmare Alley, the Guillermo del Toro Carney movie with Bradley Cooper. Uh, you can skip it. Oh, really? Yeah, it's pretty boring. It's a remake of a movie from the 40s, and it had that feel. <sighs> so it's, that, Like all Guillermo del Toro movies, the aesthetics were great, but it just was so... It wasn't... I mean, I don't know. It wasn't like bad it just was skippable i think if we're gonna redo stuff that old we should just redo hitchcock stuff yeah this was i don't know it just seemed like uh he wanted to make circus aesthetics in a movie all right well i'll skip that yeah you can skip that oh i see you you started watching something or you watch more i watch more arcane i've been because i watched the first episode and then i never have any time but i've had a couple hours this past couple days of just you can do whatever you want. So I picked it back up into Arcane, and now I'm hooked on it because I watched a couple more episodes. Yeah. First of all, like we've said a million times, the animation is so good. So good. Second to none. My favorite thing is that they'll draw the fire and smoke as like traditional 2D animation. So it looks completely different than the characters, which are like almost like pastel cell shaded and so you have like these overlapping textures and this that's so good and there's this one part in the third episode where a bomb goes off and it shows the explosion and how, there's like five groups in this building and so it shows what happens to group a and then it kind of rewinds and the bomb explodes again and you follow it to group b and then it rewinds and goes back to the bomb it explodes again and you go to groups it's the coolest thing it's just such a I didn't know 
I don't know anything about League of Legends. Yeah, me neither. But I also didn't know that it could produce something that was this good. I wouldn't have expected that. It's really a good show. Arcane is very good. I almost wonder if it's better if you don't know anything about League of Legends. And you just come into it clean. Yeah, maybe. I mean, there's one thing where uh, the the one guy, the bad guy, says this. Or no. One of the characters says to someone, because you're a jinx. And then I was like, I bet you this character's name is Jinx in League of Legends. So I googled League of Legends Jinx, and sure enough, it was... I was like, ah, so that's who you're gonna be. Yeah, J- Jinx was is literally only League of Legend character I know, for, and I know it from cosplayers. That's the only ha- way I knew it. I know one called Ash because my friend cosplayed Ash. My my friend Tawny is making a, a V costume, and she yeah. finished the wig here recently, and she is gonna look so cool at Dragon Con. Awesome! I'm so excited. I look forward to seeing it. Yep. So shout out to to Arcane. Um, the the only thing I've watched I watched the Super Bowl and and did you watch the Super Bowl? Or did you watch just a halftime show? I watched the Super okay. Bowl. I think I was uh, trying to catch all the new trailers and stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. The uh, you know I was sort of poo pooing the the halftime show beforehand because I was like I don't care about this. Uh, and man, it was like a nostalgia bomb. Yeah, it was a. Uh... All, all the millennial favorites were there. Eminem, Snoop Dogg, <laughs> Dr. Dre, 50 Cent was upside down for some reason. For some reason. Mary, Mary, J, Mary J. Blige. Mary J. Blige. Uh, they put on a great show. I mean, even if you're not into that kind of music, they, you got to admit they put on a great show. Yeah, I'm not into that kind of music, but I thought it was a good halftime show. It was way better than like... The worst one that I remember in my life is the Rolling Stones. Ah, oh, God. Don't care. That one was bad. Well, they you know they used to do those shows for the old people, and now we're the old people, so they're yeah. they're so we get the old the oldies. <laughs> uh, but it was a good show, and uh, I didn't really think any of the commercials are all that great. I don't I, like none of them. I don't remember any of them. I have uh, I sent a text to Kevin that I will read to you, waiting patiently for all of the people to say the commercials weren't that good, like they do every year and have done since. The Budweiser frogs fought the chameleons. <laughs> Every year, people complain that the commercials weren't as good as they were expecting. So I just don't think they have good commercials because everyone says that every single year. I, I remember it's it's been a lot it's been a lot of years since they had like really really good commercials like the E Trade commercial with the chimpanzee clapping and they just said we just wasted six million dollars or something. Like that. <laughs> I thought that was really good. Oh look who has appeared. <gasps> Chili Doge. He's sniffing. Oh, He must have heard me talking. Look at that. Look at that sweet pup. Look at that good boy. <laughs> he didn't want to be in the other room by himself. Oh, I want to squeeze him. Will he let me squeeze him when I come up there? Probably. I just. It depends what time of day it is. Oh, I got to squeeze that. Sweet him pups. So, yeah. So, we did the Super Bowl thing. And uh, I've been watching the Olympics, too, with the with the fam. It's always good. So that's it. Pretty boring uh, for what I for what I had done. Watch, I guess, if you're not into the Olympics. So why don't we talk about some new uh, news? This is the Dumb Dudes News Network. Let us do so. First piece of news here. I don't know if you're excited about this. I mean, I think I'm excited about this. We have. 
a Lord of the Rings War of Roharim. Roharim! Roharim, Ben. Anime premiere date? I didn't even know they were making this. It's an anime. Yeah, it's. I've heard about this. It's, it's Roharim. I know. Uh, the Riders of Rohan. Um, Rohan's my favorite country in Lord of the Rings, so I'm, I'm intrigued by it. I would be perfectly content with only the Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings movies in my life. I, like, I don't feel like I need all of this extra stuff because it'll never live up. And I will judge everything to that. Uh, but I will watch it all. Where were the Peter Jackson movies when the West Fold fell? <laughs> they were there serving. They were, they were always there, Ben. I am open to more Lord of the Rings content just because there is more content other than the Third Age stuff. Yeah, so. that's true. But will they adhere to the source material? If, if anyone hears jingling collars, uh, there's not much I can do. Chili's like under the desk. They should be thankful to hear that jingling collar. He's a good boy. Yeah. Should be thankful. So this this is being produced by Sola Entertainment that, that brought us Ghost in the Shell, SAC 2045, the Blade Runner spinoff Black Lotus, which neither of us have watched. No, I would like to watch it. They're not making it easy. I can't find it. What what is it on? It was on Adult Swim, which means it should be on HBO Max, but it's not on HBO Max, Ben. What what the heck? That doesn't make any sense. I don't understand. One of the things that HBO Max has is Cartoon Network, and Adult Swim is Cartoon Network, and it's not on there. Ugh. Oh, this this um, studio is all was also involved in Netflix's Ultraman anime, and I I, I kind of dug that one. You know, I don't know. It's funny. The other what? day, I texted Steph, our friend Steph, and I said. Have we, as a, as a nation, just decided we're done with that guy who played PETA in the Hunger Games? And I was like, what happened to that guy? He disappeared. And so I, I said that also to Jess. And Jess, like, IMDb'd him. And he was the voice of Ultraman, I guess, in that Netflix show. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I would have never known. So, yeah, Josh Hutchison is Ultraman, I guess. Josh Holt, J- Josh Hutchison is Ultraman, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so we so that is uh, that's coming out. Um, we got the premiere date. We didn't even tell say when it is. It's uh, April, April twelfth, twenty twenty four. Whoa, that's a long time. Holy yeah. cow! That's is it twenty? It's twenty twenty two now, right? Uh, so I believe so. Chili. Time has no meaning anymore. Stop digging. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to ask Chili if it was twenty twenty two. No, he's like digging in the carpet underneath me. Chili, is it twenty twenty two? You sweet doge. This is what happens when Jess is in Illinois. Can't guard the dog. Yeah, yeah. The joys of parenting. Rohirim. 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 Ben, say it right. Rohirim. Riders of Rohan. What news from the Riddimach? Uh All right. Second piece of news here. Bioshock Netflix, folks. Bioshock Netflix. A movie. Yeah. A so movie film. Netflix has greenlit a Bioshock movie that they are going to make. And it will be on Netflix. Uh, they want to make more than one movie, I believe. Um, I imagine they they'll start with the with the game plot, sort of, uh, which is basically just a brilliant takedown of Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand. I know you don't like Ayn Rand. Uh, so, are you interested in this at all? I love Bioshock. Uh, it's it's one of the best storylines in a video game, I think. So how is it that you don't like Ayn Rand, but you do like Bioshock? It's a takedown of Ayn Rand. Oh, it's a takedown. Yeah. Bioshock is is basically uh, 
Well, the the bad guy's name is Atlas in Bioshock. The uh, Rapture City is is basically a failed uh, libertarian utopia, and it's basically the the plot of Bioshock is that Atlas shrugged his garbage. Okay. Yeah. The whole thing went over my head, so because I'd never read Ayn Rand, so I didn't really get it, and I didn't really like Bioshock. But it was more based on um, the scarcity of ammo. I didn't like that. Fair enough. It's the only uh, I always play games on easy, so I don't have those problems because uh, I'm not good at video games. But it's the only first-person shooter that I like the single-player storyline of. Would you kindly make this movie, Netflix? Would you kindly? Would you kindly make the movie? I didn't like Bioshock Two. Uh, I did not enjoy that one. Uh, I didn't like the escort mission aspect of it. No one likes that. And then Bioshock Infinite was great. Is Bioshock Infinite Bioshock Sky City Columbia? Yes. Yeah, I, I, I liked Bioshock Infinite pretty good. Yeah, that one was cool. That was Is that a takedown of Ayn Rand as well? Uh, it's similar themes. Uh, but I don't think it's as, as specific as Bioshock 1 is as a... As a deconstruction of atlas shrugged um but it's the same sort of principles atlas shrugged more like atlas sugged <laughs> got him <laughs> got him <laughs> got him uh all right so then um this is maybe this is an alterna trailer we should almost make this a category guys there's a new delorean coming oh yeah this is the best news of all time there is a new delorean coming it is a brand new one uh, they're producing it. It's got the doors that go up. It's a car that you can buy and drive. It is going to have the gull wing doors that we all know and love, and it's going to be an electric car. It's going to be all electric. Yeah, I, I would do. I would do anything for this. I, I want one so bad. <laughs> Did you sign up for the mailing list? No, I should do that. I should do that. I just want to know how much it is. That here's the thing. I I think that. Um, this is going to be a rich person's car. It's got to be. There's no way we're going to be able to afford this. But the original DeLorean wasn't a rich person's car. I know. I, but I just feel like the legacy is too great at this point because of Back to the Future. So it's, I think this car is going to be like $80,000. I can't even afford the Hot Toys DeLorean that came out today, which was $805 or $825. Yeah. You know, my immediate reaction to that was, God, that's a lot of money. But then when I, when we, t- you and I talked about the size of it, I was like, oh, that's actually pr- a pretty dang good buy. Yeah, that's it was pretty much the exact price that I guessed it would be. I said it would be eight hundred. Uh, the the stuff like that has the price has gone up. I've noticed the price creep just over the last year. Like the baseline of basic figures went up. Like a basic inflation, man. Yeah, it is. Everything inflates, but my paycheck then and you know that's right and you know that's right yeah that's a for show right on and that's a for show right on yeah this i want i want that that one six delorean because dang that's huge and awesome yeah it's really cool guys one six car that is huge like i don't know if you appreciate how big that is well a one six scale figure is like 12 inches and that fits comfortably in the car Pretty sweet. So I, I I am signed up for this um, on this mailing list for when they debut. They're going to debut the new DeLorean this year. If if this is even in the realm of affordability, I may make a stupid decision and like get on the pre-order list. That sounds like a good idea to me. I want this so bad. 
Is it going to be stainless steel? I don't. I doubt it'll be stainless steel. You think it'll be stainless steel? I hope so. I just want to see it. I want to see it. I want to know how much it costs. Yeah, we shall see. And I wonder how many they're going to make. Eleven. Who knows? <laughs> Only eleven. They're two million dollars each. Uh, and then the last piece of news we have here is that there is a Sonic Three that is in production or going to be in production, and there is a Knuckles series that is going to be coming out. And guess who is going to once again? voice the character knuckles i'm gonna guess that it's idris elba it is so there is a lot of sonic content coming i'm not mad about it i'll watch it with my son yeah sonic is fun i really want to see sonic 2 so sonic 3 will probably be good too maybe so all right that does it for the new news and that brings us to uh, the question tomes the questions tomes uh, all right, folks, so this week's The Questions Times is uh, Lord of the Rings themed uh, because we're, we finally got a trailer for the new Lord of the Rings. So the question is, if you could live anywhere in Middle Earth, where would you choose? And, and uh, you can even choose the time period that you want to live in, I suppose. So, you know, pre-Sauron fall, post-Sauron fall, uh post-Morgoth fall, whatever you want to do. Nick, where would you want to live? Oh, 100% the Shire. Uh, I want to live in Hobbiton. I want a Hobbit house. Uh, I want to just, like, laze around eating a million times a day. And, like, like you eat all day and barely do anything, and then you go hang out at the Green Dragon at night, and then you go home, and it's like, oh, that was a, that was a busy day. And then you just keep doing that over and over. <laughs> That doesn't sound too bad, does it, man? That really doesn't sound too bad. I, I don't want to live uh, through the scouring of the Shire, where Isengard went up there, you know, and started messing around. Uh, so any time period before or after that where I don't have to endure any trials or tribulations at all, I just want an easy habit life. That sounds pretty good. For me... I want to visit the Shire because I have to pick up my monthly supply of Old Toby, mm-hmm. uh, the finest weed in the south in the South Farthing. Yeah, and and I like to go on adventures and I like to travel, so that'll give me an excuse to uh, leave my living space, which is in Dol Amroth. Dol Amroth, you say? Dol Amroth, yeah. So if you don't know Dol Amroth, it's because it was not featured in the movies; it's featured in the books. Uh, so these Swan Knights are from Dal Amroth, and they are they have a, a banner that's like it's a flag with a swan on it, and they're they're fierce warriors. They're like kind of like they're allied with Gondor. Um, the reason is is it's it's situated on the coast of the Bay of Belfalas, and so you get the you get beaches, you get ocean. It's right next to the mountains where Gondor, it's like just south of Gondor, or it's in South Gondor, I guess. So you got mountains, you got beaches, you got ocean, and then you can just make your little way up, uh, up the north-south road. Uh, Well, you got to go through the Gap of Rohan, so I get to stop by Rohan, you know, see some Rohan ladies, or I don't know, whatever, you know, maybe ride a horse or two. Uh, Missy probably lives in Rohan, right? Yeah, she's a row hero. Rohirrim, Rohirrim. <laughs> Stop saying Rohirrim. Belphalus. Belphalus. 
Are the is that the correct saying? Belf it's not Belfalis. Belfalis. Okay, Nick. Nick is the Nick is the. Uh, uh, what are you, Nick? I'm the well actually guy. Oh, the well. You're a, you're an authority. He's an authority. Well, so, actually. So I go through the Gap of Rohan. I go up the North South Road. I go through the Greenway, and then I'll get to the Shire, and then I can hang out with the Hobbits for a little bit. And so I get to travel a little bit. And that'd be good. And I'm gonna say this is gonna be pre Rise of Sauron, so post Morgoth. Pre. So this is like sometime probably in the Second Age. Yeah. Uh, I ain't got time for all this like. Wars and the Silmarils and stuff. I ain't got time for all that. I'm just I'm here to see the sights, baby. Yeah. I was looking at this map of Middle Earth. I love pouring over the map of Middle Earth. Um, and when I was looking through this, I was like, God, I love this. I just I want to go to here. I want to talk about something. Mordor. Where the shadows lie. Well, th- that's the thing, Nick. The shadows didn't always lie in Mordor. Okay, so we know that Morgoth was in Angbad, which is like north of the Shire. He wasn't in Mordor. Sauron was in Mordor. But before the rise of Sauron, Mordor was, like, supposedly really pretty. And, like, the Sea of Nernan was real nice. And, like, it was a a decent place to, like, live in Middle-earth. And then it got sullied. Is there any other, like, honorable honorable mentions for you? Places to live? Well, Rohan's my favorite culture in Lord of the Rings. So I could do Rohan. I just feel like I couldn't be lazy if I lived in Rohan. I'd have to, like do stuff you know yeah but i could do that especially because it's probably full of blonde women which is fine by me um (laughs) i don't think i'd want to live in like minas tirith because there's too much it's too cold too too much cold stone for me Uh, unless i could uh hang out with faramir but i just do impressions of him all day it would drive him crazy it would i wonder what his name is and where he comes from well, he comes from Gondor, yeah. so uh, I want to go to Lorien too, Lothlorien. Yeah, I would be a little nervous about interacting with elves because they're so regal. Yeah, and they also are kind of they're they're a little intimidating. Do you find Lord of the Rings elves a little bit intimidating? Definitely. Although I think Galadriel's a little like Galadriel's like the most ethereal, beautiful elf, but she also seems like she's like down to earth, like she's normal, you know, because like. She makes everyone feel comfortable except for Boromir. <laughs> Old boy. Old boy. Uh, so write into us, folks. Tell us where you would live in Middle-earth. And you're like, well, I don't know. Well, go on Google, type in map of Middle-earth and look at it. And then type, you know, you think, oh, this looks cool. And then you type in the name of that place and then look at art that people have made. I used to have a like six foot by six foot map of Middle-earth on my bedroom wall. That, okay, that's pretty dope, dude. Yeah, it's awesome. I kind of want that now. They they make them easy to get. I don't think I'm gonna have enough space in my office slash maker space because the walls are already gonna be adorned with a lot of racing stuff. Get a smaller one. Maybe I will. Say I won't. I Elbereth Gilthonio, then. I know you know the whole thing. Yeah, I don't have to. I don't have to prove myself here again. All right, so right into us. Let us know about that stuff. But uh, you know where we're going now? We're going down there to the new 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 new. New, 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 new. New, new. Trailers, folks, we have an Adele Dazine. They're wickedly talented, especially the first couple. As all things should be. Folks, the first one that we're going to start out with, we're going to start out strong here. We've been starting out strong here lately with these first ones. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. We finally got a trailer during the Super Bowl, and buddy, oh, buddy, did it, it did not disappoint. No, in fact, it 
introduced something that I wasn't even expecting at all, which was definitely the Illuminati. Oh, definitely. I did not expect it either, and I like clinched up Legolas. Like I was like, <gasps> because we heard the voice of Professor Charles Xavier. Yes, Sir Patrick Stewart himself, Charles Xavier. We had his voice, and the big theory is that they were going to get Superior Iron Man. And who do we think is going to play that? Tom Cruise. Guys, uh, Nick, tell us about Superior Iron Man. Superior Iron Man is a, a kind of a bad guy version of Iron Man. Who, uh, if, sort of, if Iron Man was was Doctor Doom, although not quite the infamous Iron Man, which is Doctor Doom as Iron Man, but sort of like <laughs> yeah, like a, a a kind of darker take on on Tony Stark, and Tom Cruise was at one time. Like I think it was either it was either 2006 or 1996, where they were floating around having Tom Cruise play Tony Stark, so that this would sort of be a callback to that. Uh, so I'm pretty convinced of this. I although there is this thing about one shot in the trailer where everyone's debating who the character is in the shot, uh, and people are like, "This is this is the." Uh, superior iron man and then some people are like no it's a captain marvel variant and other people are like no it's it's a kang the conqueror variant because this if you zoom in it looks like jonathan majors what i'm saying is that that shot's probably not even real or you know like half the stuff in this trailer might be fake so it's not worth debating (laughs) yeah it's uh it's probably not but um what is superior iron man or he is he from earth 616 no, uh, the regular Tony is the 616 one. Superior Iron Man's from another one. This, okay, yeah. Um, okay. Who, who do you So let's break down what the Illuminati is in Marvel. It's like a group of superpowered, high-minded individuals who sort of secretly control, try to control things. And I, that's what starts the Secret Wars, is the Illuminati. And yeah. it, it usually consists of Doctor Strange, who is not, clearly not on it unless there's a variant of him on it. Uh, so it's usually Doctor Strange, Iron Man, Reed Richards, Namor, Professor X, Professor X, and uh, Black Bolt from the Inhumans. So the, the the real question to me, I mean, what a stunner that we got Professor Exe- you know, Patrick Stewart. But the real the real question to me is, are they going to introduce Reed Richards and Black Bolt? Yeah, that's a, a good question. All of these will be probably variants, and like the Charles Xavier is not going to be the Charles Xavier from like the x-men movies it's going to be a variant of him and yeah i am sort of hoping it's the one from the cartoon because <laughs> <laughs> you know, i've actually heard a rumor that it is uh so we'll see and I, I also heard a rumor that sophie turner will show up as jean gray but wearing the the suit with the cowl and the ponytail in the back oh no way yeah so we'll have to see about that uh there are some other little things one of the movie posters has like the shattered mirror dimension and if you zoom in on some of the broken glass pieces there's little easter eggs like captain carter's shield is on one of them on the movie poster for this movie my theory still stands that we're going to get a lot of what if in this movie i agree yeah i think captain carter will physically be in this movie uh as played by Haley atwell Strange Supreme will be in it for sure. I think the the Marvel zombies appear to be in it. Some of them, like the Doctor, they looked like there was a Doctor Strange zombie at the end of this trailer. Mm, yeah, I think 
also that Nightmare is going to be maybe the big bad of this movie because they talked about Nightmares like five times in this trailer. And Nightmare is probably the third biggest Doctor Strange villain. Um, I think there's going to be multiple variants of Wanda and Doctor Strange, and some of them are going to be bad guys, and some of them are going to be good. Yep. I think the big bad Doctor Strange variant is going to be the one from uh, What If. Yeah, it could be. He kind of had a resolution to his story in What If, though. Things just got out of hand. Yeah, Strange Supreme. We'll have to see. It's. I, I'm really excited to see America Chavez, too, just because her being in it means they can do a lot more multiverse stuff because she can just travel at will through the multiverse. That that her power is one of the strangest powers to me because I go like, what value is there there? Like, what are you what are you gonna do with that? What can you do with that? Well, we're gonna find out in in May. <laughs> so I guess we gotta wait. But this. This is a good trailer. It it it's like you almost have no idea what's going on. Yeah, it's and it's Sam Raimi who pretty much invented making good superhero movies with Spider Man. I mean, there's a few good ones, obviously X Men, but uh, I don't want to give credit to Brian Singer. He's a bad person. All these problematic directors, man. But not Sam Raimi. He's good. All right. So then we also during the Super Bowl we got uh, Moon Knight. Yeah, this and... was a thirty second one, very small, yeah. but we did yeah. get a, a pretty good look at Khonshu. The, yeah. the god uh, that lives in his head in this one. And we got some more shots of the Moon Knight suit, which is just like a cool mummy armor suit. I got an opinion, uh, Nick. I don't think that Oscar Isaac's accent is, is all that bad. People like want to poo-poo on his accent. I don't think it's that bad. I don't either. Uh, this is the same thing where it's like... Uh, people just think... That if someone's doing an accent that's not theirs, that is automatically bad, I think. Like, I Unless it's a British person doing another accent, no one ever complains. Everyone complains about all these accents all the time. Yeah, listen, I you know I, have, I, I can tell a real Southern accent or, or if someone is doing a good one. And it's like when I heard that, that rich, the guy do the, doing the Richard Jewell uh, accent, I was like, oh my God, like it was killer like it was yeah. spot on like you can you can do it like people can't that don't have the accent can do it and and i and if you can do it i'll recognize you i'm not going to be like well his his southern accent wasn't all that good no it was awesome it was really good it can be done it can be done but you know who can't do it is uh amelia clark yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah amelia clark and then what's her name on uh on um walking dead uh she was the brit that was on that show lauren uh, cohen yeah that she was uh maggie maggie yeah. yeah oh god terrible people when they do northern accents a lot of times will overdo it which if you're in minnesota it works <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh like wisconsin accents people usually overdo it for us but uh, uh, in Up in the Air, which is one of my favorite movies ever, George Clooney is from Wisconsin, and and the things that he says, he says certain words correctly, and they're very subtle things, because pe- everyone outside of Wisconsin says it as Wisconsin. They say Wisconsin, but people here say Wisconsin, and that's just a thing. I'll notice that instantly in anything. Like in that '70s show, took place in in Wisconsin, you know. 
And they always said Wisconsin or something like that. I was like, you're, you've never even step, set foot in this state. Oh, you've never, don't you know, you never have set foot You've never even you never set foot up here, don't you? You've never experienced the real cold. Why, I uh, box of rocks down on the road. Bought in a toad in a road, if you're from yeah. Minnesota. Why don't you leave us a voicemail? I, I don't know how you'd leave us a voicemail, but leave us a voicemail and give us your best Wisconsin accent. You can send it to me if we're friends no. and you can hit a ball quick me if you want to do it yeah you could make a you could make an instagram story and tag trailer blazers podcast that's what you could do let us know all right guys let's let's move on to oh oh one thing i got a question for you okay um in this trailer for for moon Knight, um they say i sense chaos in you or something like that is does he have chaos magic uh he mostly has egyptian god magic which is is it chaos magic? It might be. I think it might be. I yeah. I think that's the way they're treating it in the MCU. Yeah, I think they might go that that route as well. Because chaos magic is what uh, Scarlet Witch uses. Yes, we're gonna get we're getting deep into this um, this dark magic chaos magic in the MCU. So who who all do we have? We got we got Scarlet Witch. We got maybe Moon Knight. Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Uh, Blade. Uh, Black Knight. Because the Ebony Blade is Chaos Magic. Yes, so yes, Black yes, yes. Knight is, is there. Okay. Definitely Blade is not... He doesn't use it, but he's in that, that Midnight Suns. These are like Midnight Suns characters. Yeah. Just, I, I just wonder, are we going to get Ghost Rider? I feel like Ghost Rider could show up in Doctor Strange. <laughs> I, <laughs> what if Cosmic Ghost Rider showed up? I would freak out, dude. The Cosmic Ghost Rider is the best version of Ghost Rider. Yes. It's the it's the wildest idea that for some reason works. I know we've talked about it at length, but God, yeah. it would be so cool. Yeah, I love Ghost Rider, man. Let give me Ghost Rider. Come on. I also love Ghost Rider. Come on. He just I just like to see him wreck shop, baby. Me too. He's, he's like that. Um, he's wild. He's that wild magic, baby. I never read a lot of Ghost Rider comics, but I just like the character. The same. Yeah. Same. Same. Same here. All right, so now let's move on. Uh, let's talk about this here, Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. We finally got footage from this, and you know, at first when I saw it on the TV, when it was like not super high res, I was like, I don't know. But I watched it again tonight on my computer, Nick, and yeah. I, I think I'm coming around. Yeah, I didn't on my TV. It did not look because you guys were talking about it looked maybe CG. Yeah. I didn't think it looked CG. Maybe the one or two shots. But this also doesn't come out for six, seven months. Like, it comes out in September. So that's, like, maybe, like, eight months. I don't know what, what month it is. Yeah. Seven months. But uh, the costumes are, are selling it for me. Yeah, that's that's what it did. You know, I went th- I went through frame by frame tonight on that on that trailer. The dwarf costumes, yeah. The dwarf beards are—they look awesome. They look awesome. The armor that the the gold armor that I think they're elves that are wearing it look awesome. And if you go frame by frame, guess what they show? Orcs. Do they? They do. I Towards only the, saw like that big troll thing. No. Go to the end of that trailer, freeze by where they have the gold armor on, and you will see the orcs. The orcs—they look awesome. I will have to do this. You'll have to do it. And the other thing too, Missy sent us a this guy on TikTok. This Indi- I guess he's Indian uh, that does these 
awesome, awesome deep cuts. I mean, he has images like art and he'll tell you about why. So like the one that, that, that Missy shared with us is why Elrond in this trailer has these like wing looking things on his pauldrons on his shoulders. Uh-huh. And it goes into detail about why he has that. And just the thought that went into that costume that the, the producers and the costume designers, uh, you know, chose and oh man, it's it got me hype. It was awesome. Like I, I don't, I don't have TikTok, but I'm gonna, ha- I'm just gonna get Missy, Missy. This is for you. I need you to just share links to that guy every once in a while when you see something good, because Missy knows her Lord of the Rings. You know? Oh yeah, she does. She knows yeah. more than me. Yeah, she probably knows more than me too. Because uh, both of us haven't read Silmarillion in like 20 years. Yep. Oh, I'm you really know what? excited because Benjamin Walker is playing Gilgalad, who is one of my favorite lore characters in Lord of the Rings. As we all know, Gilgalad was an elven king of him, the harper sadly sing, the last whose realm was fair and free between the mountains and the sea. But long ago he rode away, and where he dwelleth none can say, for into darkness fell his star, and Mordor where the shadows are. I didn't know that was... he's. Is he your favorite character or one of your favorite characters? One of them. My favorite character is Faramir. My favorite character is Fingolfin. I also like Eowyn. Uh, but you know my other favorite character is Theoden King. In Lord of the Rings, he is my favorite character, Theoden, in the book. Every character that's on screen is my favorite character at that time. <laughs> <laughs> There's no bad ones. I love that's Boromir, true. I love Marion Pippin, I love Treebeard. Uh, the Steward of Gondor memes keep me alive often days, you know, many days. Yeah, sometimes uh, Steph and Brendan, uh, her boyfriend Brendan, will make me send uh, Faramir voice texts to them. Randomly, Brendan loves it. He'll he'll send me a text and he'll be like, "Need Faramir," so I'll, I'll go on and I'll, I'll just be like, "I wonder what he's made and where he comes from." Stuff like that, you know. You should le- you should le- make a voicemail for him so he could have it. A- you've reached a voicemail. Very well, then, father. Since you are robbed of Faramir, I will do my best in his stead. <laughs> There's a moment. I don't know if if. You listeners have read, actually read Lord of the Rings. Um, I, I recommend it if you have not. But there's a moment where they're in battle and Theoden yells like a rallying cry, but the entire battlefield he- hears him. And there's like, you know, tens of thousands of people, but the entire, and like they are rallied. And I'm just like, golly, that's so good. Now for ruin, now for wrath, and the Red Dawn. Where was the Red Dawn when the West Fold fell? <laughs> I love Lord of the Rings, man. <laughs> and yet you're you and yet you're very cautious about getting more. Because I'm protective of it. Yeah. Also the uh the that the uh the black woman that they we have pictures of in Vanity Fair, she's a dwarf. I believe she's a dwarven princess. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think you're right. Um some people and I don't, I don't give these people any time of day, but they're mad that the dwarf women don't have beards. Get out on that. Get out. That, I think that's they're all... also mad about black elves. God, get out. Like, get it's a over. cartoon, guys. Yeah, it's make-believe. <laughs> give me a break. Go touch grass. Seriously, like, you know what? Like, wake up. Go touch grass. Uh, women without beards and black people exist? Like, okay. Like, what? You're going to be mad about that? <laughs> I think I think they're mad because they've never seen uh, a black elf before. 
but it's like that's because they didn't let them do anything <laughs> for like the first 200 years of this country existing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe we should let them do stuff, you know? <laughs> like other not just white people like stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and also like th- there's different races in Middle Earth like all kinds of skin pigmentations, guys, like you know? Just like the earth. Just like the earth. <laughs> this stuff is so stupid it's a cartoon it's a cartoon guys it's a cartoon i can't believe we we even have to talk about this i I can't believe i'm not i'm not giving them any seriousness it's just it's oh no stupid i just i go like sometimes in life i go how how are there people with this um with this worldview like how is it possible for someone to hold this kind of worldview where they would be offended by such a thing i don't know they need to go outside more you need to go outside touch grass yeah, get a hobby touch grass hey get a hobby get a hobby get, get off get off the internet you know yeah get off the or internet. or find a different section of it yeah seriously get out of the echo chamber or whatever so i'm i'm getting more and more excited about uh rings of power I feel like by the time it comes, we'll be fully on board. Like yeah. it's slowly, it's slowly just gonna win. And Morvid Clark is so cool as Gladriel. Like she looks so good. Yeah, her her armor looks sweet. If you want to say it in the true Gaelic pronunciation, her name is Morvid, which sounds like a Lord of the Rings name to begin with. Morvid. Yeah, that's literally how you pronounce her name. So then we have a trailer for Nope. This is Jordan Peele's new movie. Yeah, the residents of a lonely gulch in inland California bear witness to an uncanny and chilling discovery. This is Jordan Peele does UFO as horror, which is UFO as horror is the best genre of horror because the movie Dark Skies with Carrie Russell is like if I had to pick up my favorite creepy movie, it's probably that. There, there is this creepy thing in alien movies where people get pulled through the air invisibly. Uh-huh. Uh, like in um, The Forgotten. Yep, or Fire in the Sky. Fire in the Sky. Yeah, it is It is always... It's like that kind of how Uncanny Valley you know, makes you like really uncomfortable. That humans getting do, like pulled invisibly is like yeah. uh, unsettling, isn't it? Yeah, especially in Fire in the Sky where that guy just like jerks back at that weird angle. Yeah, that movie is so scary, dude. This looks like those kind of movies. Um, it's got Daniel Kaluuya from Get Out and like Black Panther, and you've yep. seen him. He's very famous now. Oh yeah, he's very famous. <laughs> and he's—I think he's the main character, and Kiki Palmer is in it as well. Yeah. And uh, Steve Yeun, and like Steve Yeun's always great. So. Uh, get Out was genius. Um, yeah. Us, I didn't. I didn't get. I guess it was over my head. I didn't see that one. Um, I, I didn't dig it, but this one I will definitely see. I might even see this in the theater. Jess didn't like us because she figured it out too fast. <laughs> she watched that. I didn't watch it. Um, Did she get one, the? It's an allegory, though. Yeah, I mean, most of his movies have been allegorical yeah. in some fashion. Yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't seen us. I have no opinion of it. I haven't seen it. Uh, get out is. I haven't. So I got spoiled on Get Out. Really? Uh, before it came out, like someone just told me the end, and so wow. I read, I read like a plot synopsis of the whole thing, uh, just because I already knew the ending. So I actually haven't physically seen Get Out, but I've read Get Out. 
Uh, get out is, and I don't, I don't use this word often. It is brilliant. It's, it's absolutely brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah, uh, I like the cast of that movie. Daniel Kaluuya is in it. I like Bradley Whitford. You should go watch that movie. It's, it's brilliant. I know the end already. No, it's hard you for can, me to start it then. Mm-mm. No, you can watch it knowing the story because because the second time I watched it, I was like, God, this is still so good. All right, I'll check it out. You should, uh, you should watch it. So we're, this one we're, I want to see before someone tells me like a secret from it, though. Yeah, I think we need to see this like opening weekend. Yeah, yeah. So we're on board for nope. All right, yep. next up we got Deep Water. We are not on board for this. No, uh, I don't want to go in the deep water. No. This is a movie with Ben Affleck and Ana de Armas, who I love. Dearly. Yeah, we love her. We were we're huge fans of hers. Uh, a well-to-do husband who allows his wife to have affairs in order to avoid a divorce becomes a prime suspect in the disappearance of her lovers. So that's not my cup of tea. Uh, ben Affleck. Uh, ben Affleck has so many failures in his life that it's hard for me to look at him and not feel sorry for him, even though he's, like, very <laughs> famous and rich. Yeah. But, like, he'll be in something really great. Like, he's in Good Will Hunting and he was in Gone Girl. Those are both really, really good movies. But then it's, like, he's Batman in, in Justice League, you know? Like Yeah. And, and he yeah. was Daredevil in 2003. <laughs> What's the movie where he's in, they're in Iran and they have to get those people out? Argo. Argo, yeah, it's great. Yeah, he'll do he'll do stuff like that because he is good, but he always looks sad from the failures, <laughs> you know, like sad Ben Affleck that meme. Yeah, it's like he doesn't want to be there, but he at least fights through it. Unlike Bruce Willis, who just yeah yeah doesn't want to be there. Period. And <laughs> Bruce End of Willis, story. Bruce Willis isn't putting out your Gone Girls, you know. Right. Like ben Affleck is so like Ben Affleck is great. But he's not dependable. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and say this is a waste of Ana de Arma. Yeah, oh, hundred percent. She, I think, she should be in a lot of movies. Like they should put her in as many things as possible. She's joy, you know, everything you want to hear. She's great. I love her. I'm gonna watch Blade Runner 2049 when we're done. I think uh, she's in Knives Out. She's got like a funny side in Knives Out, so she can do funnier characters. Yeah. And I'm really looking forward to seeing her in The Gray Man, which is Ryan Gosling from Blade Runner versus Chris Evans from Knives Out. Yep. So she's like in the middle of her two movies. But I don't want to see this. No, this is a waste. Uh, you know, I know it's a ridiculous thing for us to say uh, that this actor being in this is a waste. And we've said it for several actors. This, that's how it is, folks. That's how opinions work. Yeah, I mean, I feel, I feel that. And then sometimes I'll be happy when a movie's coming out. If a movie came out and it was like, Mark Wahlberg and Joseph Gordon-Levitt in some movie I don't want to see, I'd be like, yes, that's like a couple months of filming where they weren't in something I care about. <laughs> and it, they weren't in a Marvel movie. Yeah, exactly. Like Stuff like that, keep them out of the limelight. That works for me. <laughs> yep. Um, all right, so then next up we have a trailer for Chippendale Rescue Rangers. This is Buckwild. Oh, this is weird. Wow. This is... Uh, like the plot description says a live action film featuring animated version of Disney's Chipmunks Chip and Dale. So this is like John Mulaney and Andy Samberg are Chip and Dale. And as Disney has been doing for many, many years, they're treating the characters like actors, you know, like how like characters like Pete or Goofy, they treat them like actors or Baloo the Bear, you know? 
and they'll be in different movies. And it's like that. So they're they're Chip and Dale and like I think Rescue Rangers was a show that they made or something. So this is like real life. Is John John Ralphio's in this for too, right? Yeah, I believe it's well Will Arnett's in it, Seth Rogan, uh JK Simmons, Andy Samberg, Eric Bana, Keegan Michael Key, Chris Parnell, um uh, bu- 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 Tress McNeil, John Mullaney, Tim Robinson. Man, everybody's in this movie. Um, he'll, he'll probably show up at some point. There's so many people. I heard his voice in the trailer. It sounded like Sonic. He sounded just like Sonic. Yeah, he. I'm sure he's in it. I, and I was like, oh man, kids are gonna get confused. Be like, I hear Sonic, but it's. <laughs> I like that. Uh, I like that Chip is 2D and Dale is 3D, and he's like, I got the CG surgery. <laughs> There's some like funny adult jokes like that that the kids are not gonna get. And I honestly, I think this was made for 30 year old, like 30 to 38 year olds. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'm wondering. I'm like, who is this for? I don't know if this, is, if this is for kids. No, this is straight up for millennials. Like this is yeah. all the jokes and all the characters are stuff for us. Like, yeah. All the jokes. Video game looks and like, yeah. And, uh, just like cartoons from the 90s and this is a movie made for me yeah like like one of the the gags is like a rat that's like addicted to cheese like it's a drug yeah it was monty monty yeah 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 Yeah. i just want to watch it i want to watch it so bad like i didn't expect (laughs) this isn't what i expected at all oh no not at all really want to watch it yeah i'll check this out for sure you could probably watch this with your kids and and your kids like maybe like okay whatever but you probably will dig it you know yeah uh, that might be the case. All right, so then the next trailer we have here is for Windfall. A man breaks into a tech billionaire's empty vacation home, but things go sideways when the arrogant mogul and his wife arrive for a last-minute getaway. And this stars Jason Siegel, Jesse Plemons, and Lily Collins. I was not into this. I was not either. I like Jason Siegel, Jesse Plemons, and Lily Collins, <clears throat> but that's as far as I, I got with this, like... I don't know. It just didn't seem like a very compelling premise. You know. You know what this is? It's a play movie. It's a play. That's it. It's a play movie. Yeah. This is a play movie. Plain and simple. I, why didn't I recognize that immediately? Uh, <laughs> I should have. This is a play movie. This yep, is going to be in two or three rooms max. Yep. All dialogue. This is a play movie. It's a play movie, and I honestly, I think we can just move on. Yeah, I think we can. I don't want to see this. I like Lily Collins' face. Uh, I like Jason Siegel. Sometimes people tell me I look like him. Hmm. Not as much as Matthew Perry. I get that one the most. I like Lily Collins' face, too. It's a good face. <laughs> Great. She got a good face. Uh, all right. Next up, we have a trailer for Our Flag Means Death. This is the second trailer, and this is much better than the teaser. We both agree. Yeah. So this is the one about like Blackbeard and Reese Darby is uh, the gentleman pirate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And this one, we get actual Taika as Blackbeard in this one, in this trailer. And we got Fred Armisen, and they made a joke about tapas. And Fred Armisen was like, yes, I know what tapas are. Yeah. The gags are pretty good in this. Yeah. Uh, there's one bit about they call they, uh, they call the gentleman pirate a, uh, a heavyset woman or something. <laughs> yeah, a heavyset woman in a house frock. Yeah, they got me on that one. Yeah, this looks fun. I think this is going to be fun. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty excited about it. I want I just, anything with Fred Armisen. Yep. I give the benefit of the doubt to. hundred percent, hundred percent, Hundo P. So we will definitely be watching this. And this is is this Hulu? 
It's HBO. And it's, oh, it's HBO. I think it comes out in March. Okay. March is, March is having some stuff. March 3rd, it, it starts so pretty soon, a couple weeks here. Okay. Okay. So we'll check that out. Um, all right. So here, you know, something I'm not going to check out, this, this ninth trailer that we have, and it's for Elvis. Yeah, this is uh, a Baz Luhrmann movie. It's, it's a biopic of Elvis, but it's Baz Luhrmann, so it, it won't be a real biopic. I, I I do not understand the fascination and love with with Elvis. The fascination with Elvis. When when Uncle Jesse in Full House was into Elvis, I never understood it as a kid. Never. And I knew who Elvis was. Like I I, I knew who Elvis was, okay? I'd seen plenty of Elvis footage. I've heard all his songs, seen him in movies. I was like, what what is it about? Like there's nothing special about Elvis. And, and to this day, I still don't understand. Like, I don't, like, there's nothing good about Elvis. <laughs> Why do people like him? Well, it was sort of at the start of rock and roll. So right. I get he's, that. He's one of the founding members there. If you don't like the music, you don't like the music. I don't. Uh, I like some of it. Not all of it. I'm not a big Elvis guy. I like the part in Blade Runner where that one song is on and they're fighting. And Harrison Ford goes, I like this song. <laughs> <laughs> Is uh and there's like a hologram of Elvis too that's like cutting in and out. Yeah, I like I'm that. I'm gonna watch that movie right after this. God, I, I want to watch that movie too. I do love Baz Luhrmann though, the director. What else uh, has he done? He did Australia with David Hugh Jackman and Hugh Jackman and Nicole Kidman. He did Romeo plus Juliet with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes, and yeah. he did uh, The Great Gatsby with DiCaprio and uh, Tobey Maguire. And uh, he did some more, but those are the main three that I can think of right now. Cool, cool. He's just I, so stylist, like stylized. Yeah. Everything he does is super stylized, and like mm-hmm. I like a director where it doesn't look like they're just statically holding a camera on someone. You know? Yeah. Like Baz Luhrmann, the camera's flying. Oh, he did. Oh my god, I skipped the best one. He did Moulin Rouge, hundred percent the best movie he's ever done, and I didn't even mention it. Okay, that's why I like Baz Luhrmann is because of Moulin Rouge, and I just. Glanced over it. Moulin Rouge was very influential in my wife Erin's life in like high school. Uh huh. She was, I mean, she had like a Moulin Rouge room. Yeah, her bedroom. <laughs> I feel like I would get along with Erin in real life. Oh, uh, you would. Especially with in regards to musicals, because everything she posts on Instagram about musicals, I'm like, yes, this is my opinion too. <laughs> I would get, get along. Um, so yeah, I won't see this, but I'm, maybe, maybe I will watch some Baz Luhrmann movies just to look at that style. I've never seen The Great Gatsby. I need to watch that. I like that one. Uh, that one got a bunch of bad reviews. I don't know why. It's fun. It's a good movie. I like it. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio saying old sport every five seconds is very fun. It's a, it's very meme Ah, oh yeah. It's, there's a lot of memes from it. Yeah. Hey, uh, is, is Tom Hanks wearing a fat suit in this? I... I think so. He doesn't look like he did the last time I saw him, for sure. But I also, it's always fun when Tom Hanks does a voice. Yeah. Because he's not real good at it, but no. we're all like, Tom Hanks, you scamp. <laughs> like, we love you, Tom Hanks. You're America's dad. Like, yeah. go ahead. Go do your voice. It's okay. You can't hate Tom Hanks unless you're a, 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 a insane conspiracy theorist. If you hate Tom Hanks, you should have to live on the moon. All those conspiracy theorists gonna have to go to the moon then. Yeah, they should have to live on the dark side of the moon, so they're never in my eye line. You and that whatever Transformer movie that was, 
you all y'all live on the dark side of the moon with the I evil transformers. Uh, don't waste your time. I want to. I want to say, I want. I think I watched that movie when I was like high on cold medicine. Like I, I was like real sick or had the flu or something. I'd be on med and I was on meds. <laughs> so I like it's like a fever dream. I don't really remember it very well. I never saw it. Well, that's probably you're probably better for it. Yep. All right. Next trailer we got here is for The Contractor, uh, a trailer that starts out like you think it's going to be a uh, straight to VOD. <laughs> yeah. So this is. Uh, Chris Pine, it's after being involuntarily discharged from the Marines, James Harper, Chris Pine, joins a paramilitary organization in order to support his family in the lo- in the only way he knows how. So when this starts off, I'm like, this is going to be a beige army man movie, which is my least favorite genre in the world. And I was like, this is going to be bad. It's going to have a low budge. It's going to suck. And then as it goes, it's like, oh, wait, no. Oh, wait. The production value actually looks pretty good. Oh, this isn't exactly a beige army man movie because the is like it's not Islamophobic because they're wrong about that guy. It seems like yeah, and it turns uh, out it's not it's not a government contract. It's like a corporate contract, and yep. they're using these guys, and it's like espionage, but it's like corporate espionage. Yeah, and I was like, oh, and Jillian Jacobs is is his wife, and that means that you get to look at Jillian Jacobs the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> she's gorgeous. She's one like. She's top top tier for me. This has Angel in it from the X Men two or X Men three or whatever. Oh yeah, Warren Worthington. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know who uh, played him, but Eddie Marson is in it from like Sherlock Holmes and Snatch and stuff. I'm looking. I'm trying to see who the Angel guy. His name is. I really find it uncomfortable in X Men three when he's like trying to shave his wings off. Yeah. Is he ben Foster? Is ben Foster, that's it. Is he in Three Ten to Yuma? Is that the? Yes. Is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he was yeah. Charlie. And, see, I know all his characters. I just didn't know his name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Three Ten to Yuma is such a good movie. Oh, it is. Yeah, I he's love a, James Mangold. Yeah, Ben, ben Foster's a, Ben Foster's a good actor. Yes, he is. Yeah, I just couldn't think of his name. Um. So I. This is a stat cast. Is this? Uh. Did it have twenty four in it? Um. Yeah, Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. I always found twenty four was a. Uh, Kind of a, like a Mad Lib of a show. It would be like, the Russians have stolen the nuclear football from the these terrorists, but really they're working for this guy in the government. You know, yeah. And it was just that was every season. <laughs> I had the biggest crush on his daughter, um, Alicia Cuthbert. Oh yeah, yeah. She was yeah. That's exactly my type. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, all right, so we'll, we'll I'll, I'm gonna watch the contractor. That's a that's Hulu, I think. I think so. Yes. Yeah, I think it's Hulu. Yeah, I want to um, watch that. All right, then next we have a trailer for Fresh. This one's terrible. The horrors of modern <laughs> dating seen through one young woman's <laughs> defiant battle to survive her new boyfriend's unusual appetite. I think this is about Sebastian Stan as a cannibal. So I think this is like a biopic of Army Hammer. Oh, oh, yeah. Sebastian Stan, he just wanted to do love story movies now. Well, kind of warped ones. Warped, warped love stories. That's what his 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 agents like. Hey, man, um, you know you were a Winter Soldier, so like your career can only go down from here. But like, what do you want to do? He's like, yeah, but I was in the Apparition, the worst movie ever made. (laughs) So I've I've been at both extremes, Mister Agent. Now I want to do warped love movies. Uh, Before anybody messages me that. The apparition is not actually the worst movie ever made. I know, 
I know all the real worst movies ever made, so you don't need to tell me it was Troll 2 or Man with the Hands of Fate. I've seen them all. Well, one of my best friends, Zach, he says that the, there's a movie called The Polar Bear King, and he says that's the worst movie ever made. <laughs> I've never seen that one. <laughs> um, I, have a, I have a prediction about this movie, Fresh. Okay. The prediction is that he's actually not the psycho, but the girl is. Oh. I think she's the psycho. And is she the cannibal? Yeah, I think she's the cannibal. Daisy Edgar Jones is the, the girl in this. I, I'm not familiar with her. I'm not either. She's pretty. Yeah, she is. She's, she looks like she's tall, and I appreciate that. We, we appreciate your tallness, uh, lady. T- tall, tall girl. Be- Beverly. Beverly. Hey, you! Tall girl! Beverly! Look sharp there, tall, tall. What is your name again? Beverly. Beverly. Good, good. I ain't gonna watch your movie, though. Nah, not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. I'll catch you next time, tall girl. Tall girl, Beverly. Beverly! Yep. Write into us if you know what movie I'm quoting. I won't tell you. Um, All right. The 12th, the Adele DeZinth trailer that we have is called Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. Yeah. This is uh, the story of the L.A. Lakers and how they became the most successful professional basketball team in the 1980s. Uh, This is from Adam McKay. It's going to be on HBO Max, and it stars John C. Riley and a couple other people. Yep. Uh, the, the guy that they got to play, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, like, he kind of looks like him. He does, yeah. Uh, this just makes me sad, this, this show. Like, so the thing that happened with this show is that it was, it was being produced by Will Ferrell. It was his idea. He started making this. And the reason that he started making this was that was because he specifically really wanted to play the coach, uh, Jerry Buss or whatever his name is, and it was like that was why he was producing this movie because he wanted to play him. This was his idea. He started this whole entire thing, and he brought uh, Adam McKay on board because they were working together with Gary Sanchez Productions. And he's like, "You do the production stuff that you do," and blah blah blah. So then Adam McKay decides to himself, uh, "I think I'd rather have." I think John C. Riley would be better as as the coach, who's Will Ferrell's best friend. So Adam McKay doesn't tell Will Ferrell this. He just recasts him as as John C. Riley and doesn't tell John C. Riley that he's replacing him. And he does this all super shady, little under the like doesn't mention it, doesn't bring it up, and then all of a sudden there's he's like, Okay, this is how we're doing it, and then they just start steamrolling ahead and Will Ferrell's like, Wait, what? What happened? Why is this happening? And Adam McKay's like, I just thought it would be better. So then Adam McKay, or Will Ferrell's like, uh, I don't think I want to work on this anymore because he's, he's upset, justifiably so, in my opinion. Yeah, oh yeah. And uh, so he's like, I don't think I'm going to work on this anymore. And he's like, I'm going to cool it with working for you for, or working with you for a little while because I'm pretty mad. So then Will Ferrell, after a little while, he's just like, oh, I, don't, I don't really trust, trust you so much right now. So he's like, uh, maybe we're not going to, Maybe we're not going to work together for a little while. And then Adam McKay was like, he was like, uh, I thought this was going to just be like a business thing that he'd be mad about. And then after a couple of months, we'd dish it out and it would blow over. And he's like, I didn't even think about talking to him about it. And then he's like, I guess I, I shouldn't have done that because it, it hurt his feelings pretty bad. It's like, if you didn't tell him about it, you knew it was going to hurt his feelings. And uh, Will Ferrell is, is well known to be like a really nice person and a really sensitive person. So I just feel like that's a real, 
real sneaky move that Adam McKay did. And he knows he did it, and he knows it was bad and wrong. It just makes me sad, and I don't want to watch it. When normally I would because I love Adam McKay, and I think he's a genius. But I think he was too mean for this. Yeah, that story is terrible. What a Debbie Downer. It sours the whole thing for me. I'm soured. Well, I was because I was watching this and go, oh, man. Uh, Adam McKay's directed and it's got Rob Morgan who's often in his movies I love Rob Morgan and there's that's the the at least a clip from Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in that Bruce Lee movie and I was like oh man who's gonna play Bruce Lee now I'm like interested I want to see all this stuff but this does kind of sour it I'll probably still watch it but in the back of my mind I'll go man why'd you have to be a dumb dumb Adam yeah I'll wait until he apologizes properly instead of just instead of just saying he was a, a d-bag about it he needs to he needs to make it right. I didn't know anything about... How did you hear about this story? Uh, because all of a sudden, Gary Sanchez Productions was dissolved, and there was an article about it on comicbook.com that was like, Will Ferrell and Adam McKay production company dissolved. And I was like, but that means they won't make a sequel to Step Brothers, which is my favorite comedy of all time. One of them. I have a lot of favorites of all time. Because you speak in hyperbole. Uh, which was... Yeah, I speak in hyperbole. And Adam McKay directed that, and uh, Will Ferrell is in it and it's great uh and then i read this and it's like oh this is this is not good like i don't know i feel like since he did it all sneakily he knew he was doing it wrong Mm -hmm. you know and it's like was it is it that big a deal like you think the casting of of the coach is so important for this something like this it just seems like you could have just even if you didn't agree if you thought john c Riley would be better like it was his idea just go with it who cares who cares? Will Ferrell. Yeah, Will Ferrell definitely cares. cares. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that does it for all the new, new trailers, folks. And uh, that brings us to uh, the Trailure Mailures. You've got mail. It does, but we don't have any because we didn't ask a question last week. Uh, so if you want to answer this week's question, you can follow us on Instagram at TrailerBlazersPodcast. Or you can email us at TrailerBlazersPod at gmail.com. Uh, if you if you want, you can follow us on Twitter at trailer underscore blazers. You'll get uh, an update every time a new episode releases. And uh, we don't have a video game section this week because there's nothing that we're really keen on talking about. We haven't been playing anything. So Quick Mickey's going to take us out this week. Yeah, Voldemort will take him out like that film or that movie film, The Contract, with them boys on there. And what we're going to do, we're going to take out Nick, but we're not going to tell Nick. We're going to replace him, record this podcast with somebody else, and then Nick and my friendship's going to be ruined. But unlike Adam McKay, I'm going to apologize and make amends, and I'll probably bake him a cake or something like that. And uh, just wrap it up in some tinfoil and mail it to him, because I don't live up there in the Great White North. Too cold for quick meeting. So that's what we're going to do. And, uh, but it's all scripted, so you don't have to feel bad. You don't have to be like, well, they had a falling out, and it makes me feel weird in my tummy. That didn't happen. It's scripted. It's like wrestling. It's a part of it. I'm not going to be the baby face, and it's going to be the heel, okay? Or maybe we'll switch it around. It's a work in progress. We're still workshopping the script. It's a collaborative effort. And sometimes in life, you got to... You gotta rely on your community, and that is a tip. Thank you, Quick Mickey, effervescent, reticulated, resplendent, as always. For the Trailer Blazers, my name my name is Nick Kelly, 
And you know what the problem was with Adam McKay? He got sloppy, you know? Crazy. He started to lose it. He had a head full of bad wiring, I guess. Heavy trousers. And I'm Ben Moon, and I don't, even, I don't know what to say. I mean, see what they have to work with. Happy trailsers. Rohirrim. 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 Ben, say it right. Armageddon. Rohirrim. Right.